We are live at Camp Masora. Well, not actually live, but as close as I get to live. This is Mark Zomik, another edition of the Stunt Show. And uh, but it is Thursday. I've never actually recorded a, a pre-recorded a show this close to when it's going to air on Thursday evening. So I'm a little nervous, to be quite honest. And uh, we're happy to have a guest with us. Well, I'll introduce momentarily. Mark Zomik on the Nachum Siegel Network. This is this week's edition of the Stunt Show, and uh, we are happy to have you all tuned in live from Camp Masora with a special guest for our entire hour today, Joseph Stansky. Uh, welcome to the Stunt Show, Joseph. How are you? Thank you very well. Mark, you can move a little closer doing? to the mic. I am doing very well. I'm up here for visiting day. I know it's only Thursday. I'm up here for visiting day. We're going to talk about that in a little while. Before we talk about Masora camping in general, which is our topic for today, I wanted to spend a couple minutes um, just talking about uh, last Shabbat. Rochelle and I had the um, privilege, and, and I absolutely believe that it was a privilege. We were invited for Shabbos. I found that it's actually a pretty rare thing. Um, as as not former staff, we were invited for Shabbos by the cons to uh, to Camp Hask. As many of our listeners know, our daughters Shoshana and Leora, former Camp Masora campers and staff, have. Uh, have moved uh, on in their, as they're growing up, and they have chosen to spend their summers working at a very, no pun intended, a very special camp, which is Camp Hask. Um, it was extraordinarily eye-opening experience. I mean, for, for anybody who's listened to Jamie the AM or the Nachum Siegel Network for any length of time, you know, even as recently as this morning where Nachum did the show from Hask, um, that Hask has a special place in um, in our hearts, and has a special place in Jewish music as uh, the organization that runs, runs pretty much the largest concert every year in January uh, in the Jewish music world. But it, we find when we got there that camp was so much more. And Rabbi Mark Penner, the uh, rabbi of the Young Israel of uh, Holliswood and Queens and is also the dean at uh, Ritz at YU, was there for Shabbos. And he spoke on Friday night. And one of the things that he said, which was just the perfect way of putting it, was he describes Camp Hask as an olam hafuch, in a good way, an upside-down world. This has sort of become, I heard Shmiel uh, mention it this morning on JMNAM as well. It's an upside-down world. And what do we mean by that? It's You walk in, and there, there are about 400 campers in camp, ranging in age from about 5 to 75. These campers have all varying degrees of um, difficulties, I guess we can call them, for those of us who um, who don't have those kind of difficulties, but certainly difficulties in life. And um, whether it's different parts, different levels of the autism spectrum or Downs or, or other kind of uh, infirmities. And, you know, unfortunately, these people are looked on by society as... People with difficulties, and they're looked, you know, with with, uh, with pity or dread. And when they're in the rest of the world, they're, you know, they're sitting in a corner a lot, and they're, you know, they, they, they sort of go about their lives as somebody who's different than everybody else around them. And then you have the staff 
who is, I mean, there's no other way to describe them, but the cream of the crop of, is, is, not the Jewish community, the, the, the American, the, the, the world community. Yeah, the, the staff is 18 to 25 year old kids mostly, but 18 to 25 year olds are in college and graduate school. I mean, for God's sakes, the boys had their shirts tucked in their pants. I mean, it, they're, they're smart, they have chesed, they, they want to do community service, and they're, I mean, we were joking, they're beautiful. I mean, ev- everyone is better looking than the next. And these are the people that society holds up as the pinnacle. And what are they doing? They're pulling themselves down and lifting up these people to be the center of attention and the center of their world for these seven weeks, eight weeks of the summer. And you walk into Shul Friday night, and anybody who's davened in an Orthodox Shul anywhere in the United States, I'm sure, no matter what that Shul is, thinks the Shul is too noisy. You know, and there's a tremendous effort made on the part, and a well-placed effort, I'm not taking away from that, to bring down any kind of, you know, extraneous non-tefillah noise in davening. You walk into shul on Friday night at Camp Ask, and there's hooting and hollering and dancing and singing and jumping and bumping, and because no one's going to tell the kid... Stop making that noise when the kid next to him is making the same noise. And if you, you, you listen to Rav Judah, who's the program director of the camp, who knows, according to the Baal Shem Tov, certainly who knows that this is not their way of being mis- mispalo to Hashem. And so this, we don't quiet them down. This is their way. This is who they are. And the dancing and the singing and becoming the center of attention is what it is. So it really is just the world turned upside down in such a positive way that these people become the center of attention. And I don't think there's a, I, and I know there are other camps. I know, you know, in this camp and in other camps, there are bunks that are geared towards people with special needs, but there's something about seeing a Shabbos afternoon, a road lined with campers and counselors, and you watch this one, and I watch this one, and there was one counselor, by the way, who wasn't dressed in Shabbos clothes, he was dressed in shorts and a t-shirt, because the kid that he was in charge of is known to be a runner, he just runs all day, so even on Shabbos afternoon, the counselor chases the kid, that's what he does, he runs with him, and that's sort of just de rigueur in what goes on there at Camp Hask, and, and really, I think that Rochelle and I were absolutely privileged, Not a, it was a little privilege to be invited to Camp Hask for Shabbos, but it is an unbelievable zchus that our kids, Shoshi and Leora, our kids have decided to devote their time, their summers, and Shoshi, her life's calling, to work with these kids at Camp Ask and these kind of kids. So, kalakavot to them. There, there really is no way other than to be there, than to hear, you know, than to describe it. But I just wanted to just spend a couple minutes talking about the impact that it had on us, and you know, and how great a Shabbos it was. But Last Shabbos was last Shabbos, and I seem to be, from what I understand, on the Steve Berg tour, because he was in Hask two Shabbatot ago, and he was here this past Shabbos, and we're up in Hask now. Rochelle and I came up for Shabbos. It's a little hard to describe to people, what do you mean, you're going up to camp on Thursday for visiting day? You have no kids in camp? Well, anyway, we'll talk about that, and uh, I welcome... Once again, to the microphone here, a well-known voice already here on the Nachum Siegel Network, the owner-director of uh, Camp uh, Misora, Joseph Stansky. Welcome to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you again, Mark, and I could talk about Hask as well for hours. I, I know uh, they do a lot of special work. When we get a counselor who applies to our camp and we see their references and we see where they worked, if it says Hask, we, we, we know that they're going to be a quality counselor, and we know that they're going to give it their all to the kids. 
and uh, your kids are lucky to have been picked. They must be. Very, I know they're special, and uh, they Baruch know Hashem, we're very lucky. And, and it's uh, you know you wonder when you leave that that place after a while if the counselors are doing more for the kids or the kids are doing more for the counselors. Everyone grows, that's right. for sure. No question about it. So anyway, we're here to talk about Camp Masora. Now, it, it, you know, for those of you who don't hear the background noise, today is a trip day, Camp Masora. After the three weeks, after the nine days, there's sort of a, a lot of pent-up energy. So today, Camp Masora is a great adventure. Are you able to do that with the, the, um, the water park? Yeah, we have an exclusive opportunity here where we go to the regular um, adventure park with everyone there. And then at 5 o'clock, we, they close the water park down, and we, we come in. So first the girls go, and they enjoy the water park while the guys are having their barbecue and, uh, or dinner and, uh, and re- enjoying the regular park. And then they swap out, and the girls will have their dinner, and the guys will have the park. What's really cool is while they're in the park, the other group then gets to go into the regular park with no one else there. That's amazing. So what was that, Wally World? What was that name of that movie where they had the whole uh, park It was a vacation. Yeah, but it, with a gun to the guard, right? It was <laughs> a, a, a National Lampoon's Vacation, I think right, it was, right? Right, So just imagine all of our kids right now, 90 degrees, and they're in... You know, well, it's 90 degrees, but this is not the 90 degrees that I left no, in Teaneck, New Jersey. This is a beautiful breeze, I guess, off yeah. the lake, up in the mountains. It really is a spectacular day. We hope it lasts yeah. a few degrees cooler maybe on Sunday, although we'll talk about putting out water to make sure we're... Uh, and, and where do you think my other owner or director is? Right oh, now? yeah, he's at Great Adventure wearing his bathing suit in the water park, yeah, probably, he, so testing I'm, everything. And I'm back here helping this place so, get ready for the parents. Ari Katz. Hopefully he can listen to this on his way back in the car on the app. If you didn't download the app, by the way, did you download the app, Rabbi Bixson? Come on, right now. It's free in the iTunes store. Search for Nachum Siegel, the Nachum Siegel app. I got it. So, so let's just talk about, um, what's, what, what, whoa. So, again, the stun show, we're here, live at Ken Masori. You might hear a phone ring or a walkie-talkie as we're preparing, literally preparing for visiting day. Um, I see a lot going on here. New bunks. Well, first of all, I still can't get over, and it managed to survive the, the brutal winter. In uh, up here in the mountains, the baseball fields. It just it just takes your breath away when you come to camp. I mean, after seeing those baseball fields for so many years coming up here, it's still you come in and it's the first thing you see when you drive into camp. It's just so amazing. Are you still weed whacking every day? I yeah, it's my baby. People know that's my happy place when I'm on that uh, zero turn mower, and it's very special to me. I love sports, as you know, and uh, it's the first place you walk in. I think everyone loves baseball. And we are really keeping it uh, pristine. Before, when I came on board, I remember that when we, st- if you stood in the outfield, you couldn't see, uh, you couldn't see the the, the batter. So we uh, right. we really moved a lot of earth and brought in gorgeous Yankee Stadium dirt, put in beautiful sod. Like it really is beautiful, and you're and you're pulling courses. water from the lake. Yeah, we have a whole pumping system, irrigation system that grabs water from the lake, and we we do that every day. It's just it's beautiful, beautiful pavilion right across the road. Mm. Sports pavilions yeah. probably use 20 hours a day. Well, and you know what happened the first couple of weeks of camp. The first week of camp was just all rain. Right. And uh, we went to this 300-foot pavilion with hockey and, and, and basketball and so many indoor things to do here. So rain or shine, that we're, we're, it's always sunny here. And, and the rumor is that the, the, the shul is air-conditioned now. The shul is air-conditioned. The kolel has uh, air So con- just just to point out, okay, So and, and, and I think it's important, and, and um, we can... At least welcome into the room, Rabbi Donald Bixen, the uh, the rabbi of Beth Beth Israel, uh, uh, Beth Israel Congregation in Miami Beach, Florida. 
Rabbi Donald and I go back, and the camp rabbi at Camp Masorah, and the Rav Hamashkir at Hoppies. Um, right? The Rav Hama- Did I see something about Hoppies being kosher this summer? Hoppies is kosher this summer. We're up and running. Came up early to make sure that uh, everything was properly certified and ready to go. Tested, I'm sure. Tested and ready to go. <laughs> I, I have to say it's a personal honor to be able to speak to you now because I'm with oh, mentor, here we go. Right. Mark Zamek, who bestowed upon me the prestigious award of uh, Rookie DJ of the Year, WYUR, 1988, Back in the day. 1980, Eight. remember? 87? 88, 87, 88. That's when I started my career in Rabbinate, all because of Mark Zamek. Right. Wow. Well, and I would uh, like to thank his father for an incredible job editing Rabbi um, Kanatowski's right. second safer. Somebody brought up to me this Excellent, week. beautiful, yeah. beautiful job. Terrific safer. Really, uh, one of have the you, Have you managed to, st- I mean, learn from... Uh, Yes, I managed to. Right. You know, I, I, a rabbi once taught me that rabbis are kona b'shinai Hashem. So uh, right. they are, uh, I've, I've, I have uh, benefited greatly from his works. By the way, those, those, that, that book, to digress, is just... I mean, I know it was a labor of love for my father because he grew up in the young Israel of Crown Heights. And Rabbi Kanatopsky was the rabbi then before he went to West Hempstead, before he made Aliyah. And, um, and I'm not, I, I think he had much, what made the, the connection with the Myers... Because he knew Rabbi Meyer's wife, Zipporah, is Rabbi Kantovsky's daughter. And they had a ton of his speeches written up. To read those speeches, even the ones that they published in the book, the ones that are, you know, 1947 versus 1948, or 1967 versus, 19, you know, before the Six-Day War and after the Six-Day War, and before the State of Israel... And it's amazing. You see the you can read the emotion in his voice. In I mean, if you read that speech now, in his mind, in in, in forty nine, and certainly then again in sixty eight, Mashiach, I mean, was was on the donkey. I mean, he, Mashiach was he could see literally, figuratively. I hate when people misuse that word. He could figuratively see Mashiach. I mean, you could read that in his words and the uh, the excitement that the community has. Just amazing that. Uh, I, I think to what's be interesting is the the excitement, but also if you look through Rabbi Kanatowski and other people of his generation, their uh, sermonic material almost parallels the same concerns that they had in 1948, pre-Medina right. and post-Medina, 1967. The same challenges that uh, the people faced at, at that time. Fortunately, we have the solution, but unfortunately, we face those same challenges again. Right. That, that's definitely a, a whole show in and of itself, because um, I, I certainly, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much of the mind of, you know, mo- most of us are waiting for something to happen, and I'm worried that it's happening and we're not paying attention to it. But it is happening here in Camp Masora. It is yeah, happening. Well, on some level. I've got to tell you, the kids get up every morning. It's like a schluss to walk down the road. To hear the the different tefillos coming from the different areas, and our younger kids, we've been breaking them up, trying to teach them more about davening and to appreciate the davening. For the older kids, of course, a more meaningful minion, headed by our head counselor Josh Brody, Rabbi Josh Brody from Boca Raton, Florida, and uh, it's been just a fantastic summer with the Riches, who are the head of our Chinook staff. Rabbi Nussan and Dina Rich are like unbelievable. So really uh, amazing things are happening here in our very, very, very special Camp Masora with probably the best camp directors, Ari Katz, and my good friend, Joseph Stansky. Well, in honor of wow. you, know, if you just plugging Ari, I'm sure 
I am plugging plug Ari. Ari Jones, if you want to give... Because uh, uh, Ari Katz is after Mark Zamek. Ari Katz is my second mentor. Okay, well. No, I'm sure there are many other mentors <laughs> before that, although I do know you for a very long time. Well, probably 30 years. Old, 14 yeah, years old. Yeah. Um, wow. So uh, we definitely go back a long way to way before... Rabbi Donald Bixon was in anybody's mind, certainly not your parents. So, uh, um, so uh, I'm pretty clear. I was at 14. I was in my parents' mind. Right, exactly. Um, So, so here is, I think, in honor of you, you you being nice to to Ari and and, and Joe, you should definitely have a free lunch for Sunday. So here's a coupon for a free lunch for Sunday. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. They're very good. Right, I, I think I was a little upset with the picture, but you're the one who gave me the picture, so uh, that's for the, for the camp. Just it's a side show. I can post it on Facebook. These certificates, anyone coming on visiting day to Camp Masora, uh, if you see me, I'm going to be selling these half price for anyone who uh, Excellent. wants to. So, uh, what, one of the things we talk about visiting day. So, people want know, want to know. So, what do you do for visiting day? So, I, I, the the way I can describe visiting day is not a normal day in camp. It is almost the unday of everything else, and. Um, and and I don't even know how it started. Probably four or five years ago, or maybe even yeah, maybe five years ago. Even it might have been the summer before you came to camp. Was it sort of evolved that I was doing stuff on visiting day, whatever that meant. That doing stuff. So there's a there's a there's a brochure that we give out. So I can give it to you now. The first copy off the presses. This year's brochure, pre-printed before I got up here. Pictures came out this really is a good. First. Yeah, the pre, you know, right. This is the way at first. Usually, we're we're sending out somebody out two minutes before look mentioning on Friday to pick it up. So uh, up until now, Mark, you really haven't told your audience what you really do here. So right. For, for titles, I would say that Mark is the commissioner of visiting day. Would I'll that be a good that title? The yes. commissioner. commissioner. And uh, you, you parents coming up, just think, okay, they come up and they walk the road and they get to see their kids and they go to Hoppies and Walmart and you know do some fun things. But what goes on into a visiting day, you know, in the world of Mark Zamek is is absolutely incredible. Well, I, I don't know about that. I would say I'm more, maybe a facilitator more than a commissioner. I do. And yesterday was a great example, by the way. So what happens is, and this was a conversation I had with Ari months ago. You know, everybody in camp focuses on as, as they should. Everybody in camp. This picture is the best picture with the kid with the hand. That's the best picture. Correct. It's such a great picture. I was able to zoom in on it just, you know, just to get that smile. So anyway, so people... by, no, by the way, uh, I'm sorry. This is actually oh, the best correct picture. for the boys. Sorry, no, I saw no, your boys. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. You're this no gay of a This why? Why am I just because that is the most adorable? Oh, well, but your sons are. I got your sons in there to the basketball it, picture. Where, where? I think. And I think I pulled that also. So I was. You know, there are a lot of seagulls the in fact, there. Don't worry. Yeah, the fact that my my daughter, who is my my princess, after right. four boys or having four boys and having my princess. So, only if you ask my wife, it's way harder to go in the other direction. So, uh, anyway, so so. So I start, you know, I spoke to Ari months ago. I said, "Look, I have no more kids in camp. You don't need my help anymore. You can do it on your own." And he said, "No, no, no, no. We still need you to come up for visiting day." I said, "Okay, for me, uh, vacation is the wrong word, right? Because I'm not here just to sit around, you know, and lay in exactly. a chair, except on Shabbos maybe. But I'll tell you what it does for me. I was explaining to somebody at work yesterday. A very busy, very intense job. Work 50, 60 hours a week. I mean, that's I'm not complaining. Baruch Hashem." Very happy. I come up here, and I, it occurs to me in the car ride on the way home, I spent four days not thinking about work. Because if you go sit on a beach somewhere, just on vacation or lounge around, you're thinking about, oh, i got to do it tomorrow, i got to answer that call, i got to answer that voicemail. 
What's wrong? We're having a, we're having a visiting day meeting. What's the problem? He's just waving. And yeah, well, we're not. We're that's, we're recording that's live. Pellico, correct. That's Mike, Michael Pellico, who is our up? director of facility. Give me that card. And is uh, so go to my office. I'll tell you upstairs my bedroom. And is uh, busily as he is on a regular day maintaining the camp, making the camp look better than it, than we've ever seen it before. And there's of an course, example anyway, of and good. there's an example of the camp Hushkafer, right? Where does Michael live during the year? Michael lives in Medina Yisrael. Exactly. I mean, Elisa. This is, you know, this is so bank. much of the staff is coming is coming from Israel. But anyway, by the way, by the way once you mention it, yeah. so I do actually point out one picture because parents might be a little bit confused when they get here and they see the picture of, of the camels in the brochure. Right. So that's our our summer program, Nala. In Israel, there are a couple of Nala pictures. Doctor Noam Weinberg, and who takes a, a group of serious great boys and gives them a real appreciation of Eretz Israel, Medina Israel, appreciation of Torah Eretz Israel. It's a phenomenal individual, and it's a phenomenal program. I hear it's was very, on it last year very good. and loved it. We have we sent two kids from other communities this year that my wife and I know and they're writing home every day tremendous satisfaction I have one of the kids from your community working on my group at work by the way Who's one of the kids? oh yeah yeah he told me yeah um, so uh, so anyway so we're talking about going, coming back to visiting day so you know everybody is just focused on making the kids have a great time the whole focus here 24 hours a day 7 days a week is that the kids have a great time and uh, people don't think about okay we got to f- park 300 cars which by the way we have to move that fence at the end um, it's more than 300 cars uh, well last year was a little over 200 we're expecting closer to 300 this year of course we have more kids in camp and there are fewer visiting days on Sunday but my understanding is this year we're offering a carpool lane no HOV DOT yeah but how do you define because a, a, like, any, there are two families, but it's four families or more in four one, in one in car that's less right. than an SUV or a minivan, then they get free admission uh, okay. to Camp Missouri on visiting day. Um, remember a couple of years ago, when we were worried about the, the parking. We talked about ordering a tram yeah. to take people up and down camp. We never, well, luckily, we never had to pull that off. So anyway, there's a lot of things to do for, for a visiting day that people don't necessarily consider that's different from sort of managing the day-to-day. So... Um, so uh, so anyway, so so that that's sort of what I do. I, I certainly on Sunday I'm driving up and down the road about a hundred times in whatever vehicle uh, I'm allotted to, just to make sure everything. There's another adult in the room. Let's say it that way. And we, for those of you who know Mark, it's really about the details. Nothing is is missed. It's painstakingly thought through, with the word pain sometimes being the operative what, word. What was Mark's but, official title? Uh, so what did you say Mark's uh, official title was? Pain? No, no, no. Yes. Oh, title? commissioner. No, no. I think we should change it now. I'm, I'm not a director, but if I allow my rabbinic uh, presence to be uh, felt, I think we should change it now to the wizard of visiting day. <laughs> the grand no, 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 wizard. No. And, and, and here's why that's and, not and true. Here, and here's why even commissioner is a strong word, right? And this is why I think maybe facilitator or advisor might be a better word. So I came up with this idea on Monday, okay, which for a visiting day idea might as well be the the last Yovel, right? A week in camp to put together any kind of visiting day project is like a lifetime, right? right? So I had to communicate with Ari Monday night, maybe Tuesday morning on Tishabov, back and forth in the email, uh, certainly after we were both finished with a long kinos, um, that uh, I had this idea. It popped into my head to put up a signpost at the beginning of camp that had the names of the cities that all the campers or many of the campers come from and the miles and the direction they go to. So you've seen it all over. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. That, that uh, sounds so familiar. You know, I think when what? we served in Korea, correct. It's like Korea. Look, all Army, cities have them. Don't even start that. with me. Uh, 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 you know, all good ideas are meant to be stolen. So anyway, so I, I email Ari. Ari goes, great idea. Now look, 
for the amount of money that I get get paid to come up for visiting day, okay, which is the same amount of money I get paid for JMAM, by the way. I don't know how that worked. But anyway. JMAM gives you a power? Exactly, a power. <laughs> no, I, the, the, I'll pay this back. Don't worry. So with the amount of money. Yeah, I'm going to put it on your account. Yeah, exactly. By the way, any, anything, by the way, while you're here, Mark, you and your family. Comp. Just, just please go to the canteen and by my pleasure, just put it right on Joseph's dance. Excellent. Th- thank you very much. Apparently, Michael Pellico does it all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's over. So, um, so it, um, so I, so let's put up the signpost at the beginning of camp. It looked really cool. Just sort of, I knew you had new, done a new entranceway with gates with the Masora logo. I think this will just add a colorful touch to it. Ari goes, great idea. Now, again, one of the things that Ari tends to do to me, which I acknowledge that he does, I'm not telling him to stop, but I acknowledge that he does, he certainly over praises the idea as every idea I gave him was the greatest in sliced slice bread, which I know is not, but he, thankfully he always makes it that he sounds like it, it is. Of course, my best idea, he we talked about it for a half hour. I convinced him to do it. And I never heard about it again, which we can talk about in a minute. Anyway, so I so Tuesday, um, we decide we're going to do it. So what I do is on Tuesday, which nobody's working at camp on Tuesday, I, I went ahead on the Internet, got the list of cities, put the list of miles in it, and emailed it to the camp office, and then emailed it to the art department. And Sarah Tarzik, who's the head of art here at Camp Masora, was kind enough to say... Who is the daughter of... My beloved teacher and real Who mentor, I think is coming Rabbi up for, Jacob J. For Shaffer, Shabbos, I heard. Who will be our scholar in residence this Shabbos here Excellent. in so, um So uh, he, I heard him speak at a CJF event recently. I'm going to be with him next Shabbos too, probably. You'll be with him at Champions Gate from our, our alma mater, Yeshiva University. Absolutely. I just and, celebrated my 25th uh, graduation. I spend, wow. uh, thank God, I have the sluice of being with Rabbi Shachter once a year as part of the Center of Jewish Future C, uh, Rabbinic Yarche College. Okay, I keep getting easily distracted. So anyway, so Ari overpraises the idea. I email Sarah Tarzik, who is awesome, who says, this is a great idea. I can absolutely do it. I have You're giving me the whole day Wednesday and the whole day Friday. Do it. No problem. I just need someone to cut the wood. I get an email from somebody who's on this email chain. I checked, and there's no time to cut the wood between now and visiting day. I, well, I don't know what to do. I wait a couple minutes. I forward Ari an email, and uh, Ari says to me, Joseph and I are cutting the wood right now. We're in the middle of cutting the wood, right? So I get told, great idea, but we can't pull it off. Did I, Ari really say we? No, he said you. He oh, said, okay, I'm, I'm with Joseph curious. and he's cut. Yeah, curious. yes, yes, yes. Ari doesn't take credit like that. So, um, so, uh, but, but my point is, is that I can come up with an idea, like that we have to open up the parking lot on the other end, but somebody has to actually implement the idea, because I just come up for a few days, although everybody time, anytime anyone sees me, oh, visiting days already? But that's sort of the way it is around here. Ari and Joseph need to actually deliver on my idea. So I'm not the commissioner. I'm sort of the advisor in the back room who can make suggestions, and hopefully they get pulled up. Can I tell you what my greatest was, visit day was? That was a phone call. Just there was a phone call from one of our staff members. You know, the kids are all out on different trips, so our specialty staff just called in to ask about uh, where they can eat when they're in Binghamton at the mall in terms of what ice cream is acceptable, not acceptable. Well, ice cream is acceptable. Come on. <laughs> you know how hard it is to make ice cream trade? Uh, that, that statement does not reflect by Donald Bixon, Kent Masaru, or Beth Israel Congregation. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> financing available. <laughs> <laughs> so, please, please, please read Bush So here, here was my oh, best visiting day idea. Did, did, did Ari even tell you my best visiting day idea? Uh, no, but they're going to try to sell it to me. No, 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 it's too late. No, no, it's way too late. No, no, no. We need a gate. It's two months too late. That would be our best visiting idea ever. A gate Keep with people the out or keep people in? Gate with the Masaru A metal gate. A metal gate. I'm working on it. Okay. I want it done. By 12 p.m. No problem. Cam time. Here was my visiting day idea. 
that Ari thought was brilliant when we talked about it in the car. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I knew we would never pull it off because I knew that every single senior staff member here would say, terrible idea, we can't do it, we can't do it. What's that? At 2.30 or 3 o'clock on visiting day Sunday, when the day was started to wind down and parents started to think about leaving. Ready? Zimria. Okay, I just want to let you know that was my idea. I proposed that three Please, years ago. I didn't want to hear it. I'm telling you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. What, how incredible would parents feel, I'll tell you especially all it. the parents who we know, because I went to right. camp with them, all the parents who spent time in Morasham, Masora, growing up, where Zimriya was so, you know, and I know you're, you're a latecomer to Zimriya. We've had this discussion before. You sort of didn't get it until you saw it. Um, where you... you it, it, Think about what that would be for pay- you know you don't have to do a full three songs with day camp and teen you know you do two songs boys two songs girls one teen song you're finished in an hour you could do it outside do it in the dome whatever it, it, think about how on a high everybody would leave visiting day Zimriya visiting day afternoon sounds pretty powerful uh, it's hard it would be hard to pull off and that's probably no, why I couldn't do it this year because literally we went to Shabbat ended and oh please the amount of time these t- these boys practice no, Zari puts in tremendous amount of time into a tremendous amount of preparation for it it literally takes a week okay it takes it takes a it uh, takes uh, a camp let me call you a wambulance okay wambulance okay anyway so I see these cars running up and down the road I guess we're a little freer with vehicles today certainly mine. Um, what is this yellow thing coming down here? It looks like like a lawnmower or something. That's a serious lawnmower for a lot of grass. With we two have. Dri- with two drivers, it's like a a fire truck with a back driver here. So let's talk about some of the improvements to camp. Just sitting here in the canteen. Um, by the way, call Michael. The table's all wobbly. Want to fix the tables, maybe. Right. Um, I'm assuming he's listening to us live, anyway. So yeah, no, it's not live, so you can't be listening to it. Did I get you anything from the canteen? No, we're good. Sure. We're still drinking this. Okay. Thank you, Rabbi. Um, I uh, so I understand that the rooms that we've uh, Rochelle and I have traditionally stayed in um, were redone. The back of the infirmary I see was pulled off and replaced, and I see this structure behind the infirmary that looks like an. Un- it's not like you, Joseph, to have an unfinished structure here. It's even it's behind the infirmary, behind the tennis courts, whatever. Almost from here, it looks like it's on the tennis courts. How, what, what happened? You, the, the, you, you started late. The idea came late. The architect, you couldn't get the uh, town approval. It's, a, it's not even a half-finished building. It's some studs up there. So all I can tell you is that building is right on plan. It's where right on time here. With this and, wh- and what is that building? So we started two years ago, and we've improved and modified every year these workshop programs. So instead of just a traditional camp, which is beautiful, and many camps have that, and so do we, we now have uh, opportunities for kids to select, kind of like in college, a major, and you can select a specialty of your choice um, on all different levels. Of course, all the sports, you have tennis workshops and foot and, and basketball and baseball workshops, and we have uh, dance and Pilates and Zumba. You even have horseback riding workshops where, again, you're being taught for an hour and a half on a much more serious level. It's, it's incredible. One of the ones we, dis- did, we did this year is like a whole entire do-it-yourself building workshop. So what you're seeing right there is made by kids who have chosen to be part of this home And what's it going to be? That is going to be one of eight 
new staff cabins. Oh, wow. Very nice. So Great location. It's beautiful. Nice and tight area where they're all going to be able to have a, a communal playground area for Very their nice. kids. And uh, we're now, with some, we've done so much renovations here for the kids. A now brand new, bu- that buck over the baseball field is, uh, with yeah, the porch looking over. Did you, did you go on top it? to the second floor? No, no, no. I That's didn't. the skybox. you got to be on top there and watch what goes on. With the lights at night, you feel like you're in a box seat. You know, in Yankees, you're like box seats right there. Do a baseball game on Sunday. We've tried that in the past. It never seems to work. Yeah, people like to go out a little bit. It's hard to commit. But what you're seeing there, I mean, kids have learned about frost lines and digging four feet below and putting down columns. They learned about a transit and lasers and putting down footers and walls and window. It's just incredible. These kids come to me at the lunchroom when, when, when it's over and say, Joseph, did you see what we did? You want to come and look? And they're so proud of their work and they can walk by every day and see their accomplishments. For these kids, this is this unfinished building is gorgeous. And every day you'll come by, you'll see another wall coming up, the roof, the floor. And these kids are, listen, when I was a kid, and my biggest problem when something breaks in my house, I got to call someone. And right. these kids are really learning about flooring, they're learning about plumbing and electric. And you never know, this may be a future architect now or a future builder. When, I assume you're not going to, if you let the kids yeah. build at this rate, it'll be, they'll be able to use it as a staff cam by the time it's. Uh... <laughs> no, well, first of all, in, in just 10 days, I mean, just look how much came up already. Oh, is that only 10 days? That's, uh, that's, that's 10 good. days right there. Because it's only for an hour and a half good, a day. Give me one second. No, good. Joseph is getting all the camp phone calls forwarded to his mobile phone today as uh, as camp is uh, empty and the office staff has a day off. So this is Mark Zomick. Just to remind everybody, we're here on the stunt show from Camp Masora on a beautiful, beautiful day. I'm happy we're able. Are we opening the pool later, Rabbi? The boys' pool? You know what? One of the things that I wanted to talk to Joseph about, and, um, and you as well, and I think that you're in a... In a uniquely well-placed situation to have this conversation, to diverge from uh, to diverge from uh, the physical layout that we'll come back to about Camp Masora, is why Camp Masora is different. What it, you know? What is what is special? What is different about Camp Masora? It's a co-ed camp, yes. Um, it's an Orthodox camp, yes. It's, um, you, you know, uh, uh, there's a kollel right in the middle of camp, a Mayor Goldvicht, a very popular Rosh Shiva YU, um, you know, and, and that's the sort of the, the motto that the kollel is right in the middle of camp. Why, is, why does it work here? How does it work here? What do we, you know, talk about just for a sec. We never really get a chance to talk about it on the air. Certainly we're doing live remotes from here, the hashkafa of camp. Because there is clearly... There's a forward-leaning hashkafa. It's not accidental what's going on. I think the fabric of the camp focuses on the idea that we want to give the kids a great summer and a great time, and at the same time to try to strengthen their their growth in an obviously in, an, on a, very, in a very informal setting. So we say the hashkafa of the camp, that's directed by the uh, the directors and owners, Ari Katz and Joseph Stansky, uh, as part of the rabbinic staff, you know, we're trying to give the kids an appreciation that Torah isn't just something that they learn in school. And uh, minion and davening and learning isn't just something that they do uh, while they're in school. But that's something that can be brought up to the mountains and be, par- be uh, inculcated as part of their daily life. And, of course, the influences, as you mentioned, we have uh, Rav Golva Shlita, who's very dominant and, as you know, is a very uh, exciting personality. And that generates the excitement Pile, the pile, pile. Right. Spitz. 
So, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that certainly helps define the camp. And, you know, we pride ourselves in trying to have the boys and girls be part of something, but also try to draw a, a subtle line as to where that should be pulled apart, so mm-hmm. to speak. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I do think that it's important. I mean, this is really, from a Hashkafic perspective, this is the way I remember growing up and going to camp in the camps that I went to. And, um, you know, it was everything with a purpose, everything, you know, learning on and off the courts, as we say. And um, But you say learning on the courts. You know, we are, we're privileged. We have uh, Rabbi Finkelstein. Who's the director? I think Not the Rabbi, the Rabbi Finkelstein. No, no, no. The Rabbi Finkelstein is my brother-in-law, Stephen. Maybe there's right. another Rabbi Finkelstein that we're talking about. Uh, Michael Finkelstein from uh, the Five Towns. I think he's uh, he works at Sportstaff, but he's at, at works at uh, DRS. And uh, you know, here's a person who's a Rebbe during the year, who teaches Torah on a serious level during the year, and is uh, heading our sports staff, which I'm proud to say my son is part of. And that's why you know I was excited for my son. My two sons now who have graduated from Camp Masora have come back as staff. Benjamin, my oldest, is on the learning waiter program with Rabbi Channelis. Uh, and that's also that's also an amazing thing that there's and you know it was evented here, right? A learning waiter program. What is that? When I again, when I was growing up, the waiters served six meals a day. If you could get them out of bed in the morning, forget for minion, just to actually get to the dining room to serve breakfast, you were lucky. And if they didn't get, if there was a summer that went by where a waiter wasn't arrested, you were lucky. So I mean, that was the. And now you're having the cream of the crop boys. Literally the literally the cream of the crop. I mean, I had like I am so excited that my son spends his summers with them. Literally the cream of the crop. These boys come. You say you can't get them out of bed in the morning when they have their waiter minion in the morning, which it's, is the the earliest right. minion in Se- camp. 7.30, seven. Seven, 7 o'clock in the morning, and at times that I have Davin there, you know, you would think you're going to wait 7.05, 7.10, 7.15. 7.01, there's a full minion. 7.05, every single waiter is there. I finished at 7:29. No, 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 yeah, they, but, no, no. But the point is that they really right. I'm just kidding. They, no, no, but they they go they, then they go right from the dining room right to their sadarim, and they're amazing boys. They're just uh, they're, they're fantastic boys. So when you say like the hashkafa of the camp, that's what we're looking to do. Rabbi Ari Leibowitz from Shalavim is here, and you know his influence. Big Shalavim in fans, of, uh, well, at least on the girls' side. Right. Uh, <laughs> his influence in terms on the specialty staff yes, is fantastic. So I think that you know when you're, when we're hiring staff, I should say we. When Joseph and Ari, of course, are hiring staff, um, I think they really look to find someone who is going to be, as you said, being able to. Be that sports personality, be that organizer, be that type of person who involves himself in camp, but is an, an exceptional um, influence, an exceptional um, benefit to, for, the, for our children to see the way that they conduct themselves both on and off court, you know, whatever it is, whatever program that they're particularly running. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I, I think that that helps. And when, they, when you have staff that... That creates that. Sipora Boim is running an incredible girls' campus. Incredible girls' campus. The division heads and girls' campus, not to take away from the boys' campus, but uh, the, we the, mentioned division Brody. Heads, the division heads and oh. the but division heads and, and girls' campus are phenomenal. I mean, it's literally like sending your kid to your sister for the summer. Every one of those division heads are 110 percent dedicated to working with I the girls, taking care of the girls. Sending people to my sister for the summer, being Camtina. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I'm sa- I'm sa- <laughs> So listen to now I'm confused. So listen to this story. You tell me if this is something that would happen to Kim Masora. I'm not sure. I don't think I've ever told this story on the air. 
Um, it's a story that happened to me personally in Camp Colrena. I can mention the camp because it's no longer in existence. Um, I will not mention. By the way, you can mention any camp because here at Camp Masara, we will take any kid from any camp. No, that's and, you, and I'm sure there are people who indirectly or their parents might have gone to Colrena. Closed a long time ago. So everybody who's gone to camp knows what Colorado is. Colrena was an all boys camp. A lot of Broyers kids, a lot of Broyers Rabam in the camp. Um, we dive and fired. I'm not exactly sure why, but whatever. Story for another day. So everybody who's gone to summer camp, certainly Jewish sleepaway camps. So I've talked to other people about this, and they're, 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 I don't think we from people invented Kalawa, right? So it must have come but, from somewhere. Since you are mentioning Kalawa, I'm going to give you a little blast from your, your past. Do you yeah. know who was Kalawa general three years in a row at Camp Aguda? No. Chaim Weogis. Oh, that's a good one. You know, you know my line about the Israeli Day Parade. When other people want to host, what we do a live broadcast from the Israeli Day Parade, I said, when you can tell me the difference between Chaim Weigel and Chaim Hagler, and each Chaim Hagler, then you can host the parade with me. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, so we're in Camp Colrina, and there, you know, I'm a 14 year old kid, quite literally just turned 14 right before the summer, and a very naive kid. I mean, there are things that I knew about, whatever, very naive kid. And I'm, you know, so on Thursday, this is the announcement the camp makes on Thursday morning. There were some shenanigans with the counselors. They were Woodburn. They shouldn't have gone. One of the rules in the camp was you couldn't go to Woodburn, believe it or not, whatever. So anyway, which everybody, of course, adhered to all the time. They, they made a rule in camp that uh, a new rule, counselors, ready for this, were no longer allowed to drink beer in the bunk. New rule. <laughs> New rule in the bunk. In the bunk, in no the bunk. longer, no longer been, allowed to drink beer. Have you been convicted is, of a crime? This, this, convicted. <laughs> this is this is 1980. Counters could no longer drink beer in the bunk. So what do the counters do? They go on strike. They take out their lawn chairs with their. And again, if you have to picture it, an all boys camp in 1980. Not anything, not anything saying anything negative. Although it sounds like I'm saying something negative. They take their lawn chairs and their beer and their cigarettes and they're sitting out on the lawn. Um, and they go on strike. For two days, come Shabbos, they're sitting out on the lawn. They can't drink beer in the bunk. And, and the Hanhala of the camp, the administration, is now going nuts. There you are. So they call all the boys into the shul. It was an all-boys camp, I had mentioned. They call all the boys into the shul, and everybody's sitting down, and they're going to get a big speech from the camp owner and the director and the head counselor that this is not right, and it's not right. Just kidding, color war! And they give out beer to all the kids in camp. So, by the way, I just want to, to proudly say that that is not a problem. Well, well so I, when I, the first we time allow, I told the story we allow here, our the first time I told the story here to Ari Katz, I said, Ari, could you imagine? Could you imagine they would take you off in handcuffs and throw away the key if you? I mean, that, but that's my, you know. Oh, wow, uh, I see how the times have changed. It's a, see, it's and now in our contracts, you can't even drink when you're on your day off. Like if we find you, that's how right. in the contract it states that if you're drinking even on your day off, you're. It's such so, a different world. We I mean, also don't have those kind. Of, I mean, today we the don't cult, have that, but we don't have the that culture kind of has changed. The in culture general. has changed so much because right. so, even in those camps that it was they just such a different council, time. I'm sure, of course, they were, they, they, again the cream of the crop. They learned the kids. These boys learned all year in yeshiva right. and masifta, whatever. Exactly. But it was just you know the attitude wow. towards sort of. But that was my memory. You know, just kidding, color war. You know. I, I think, in, and by the I, way, to this day, I, and, and by the way, th- there was one good thing that came out of this, as far as I'm concerned. What was that? I take the beer that they handed me, and I drank it, and I said, "This tastes terrible." To which my counselor replied, "It's an acquired taste." To which I replied, "Why would I want to require a taste to this?" Adahel Mazah never had beer. 
Wow. I think wow. I think our staff, if you gave them an hour to do whatever they want, anything you want, go ahead. I think you'd either find them in the base madras or exercising up and down the road. I think that that's like that's how they spend their free time. It's such a, a different, uh, I, I, you know. And I think that times have changed. You know, when we sent our kids, when, when we went to camp as kids, it was much more sort of, you know, you trust that uh, they'll come home in one piece. Forget the bicycle helmets, right? You know, you wouldn't even have them. So we, we even sat in the back seat of the car with no seatbelts. Could you believe it when we were growing up? No seatbelts. My parents, I had to say this on the air, when I was a kid, which wasn't all that long ago, my safety seat, remember those big black bassinets that go from the carriage? You know, the big right. Old, so when I was an infant, oh, they just put in the back my mother seat? just took the back seat, put it, put it in the back seat. And maybe sometimes that was the that was the first convertible stroller. That made me speak to one. That was the first convertible stroller. But that's little in those days. Who did that? But it's funny you mentioned waiters and sports staff and lifeguards. You know, you talk to any camp. I want to write a book by camp directors. Just and you have have to write anonymous. Yeah, different topics of like you know the worst or the best of that whatever topic that would be. And I would say for the most part, most camp directors would tell you that the headache at two in the morning or three in the morning will typically be. You know, and I hate generalizing and stereotyping, but it's typically going to be a waiter situation, a sports staff situation, or a lifeguard situation, right. or a maintenance situation. And we're so proud of our guys. Our, our lifeguards are phenomenal. Really, they have their own minion. They're up. They're do you, good. Do you know, today was a day off. Okay, so and then I think the sports uh, staff had a sports staff wasn't here. Thought specialty staff got up on their own and made a minion. Made a minion. Made a minion later, but they made a minion. And they, these are uh, cool guys. And these are, these are not, you know, these are guys that are on part of our sports staff. They're playing in intercamps. We're winning our games. We're winning our basketball. We're winning our hockey. And I think for parents to hear, if, they, if, they, if I can give them a message, they're just seeing role models all around them that it's just cool to be, to be, you know, religious. It's just cool to be, you know, into a, into a nice, healthy background. Right. And we're not taking athletes. anything away from the less religious camps, the more religious camps, whatever it is. It's, but there's something about Masora that has always fo- found itself squarely in the middle of you know the modern Orthodox, centrist Orthodox, whatever you want to call it, type of community um, that I certainly grew up in. And um, you know, the, again, this is you know, once I left Camp Corina after I guess. Not because of the beer incident, but, you know, for whatever reason, the next summer I was in a different camp. Um, and uh, so I think the beer incident wasn't even the worst story. But anyway, um, <laughs> so but again, it just it was very different. Um, and this just seems to be, you know, at a very different level than what we experience as kids. So um, it's nice to have a place here. It's nice to be able to know that from the time you drop your kids off, um, at you know either my note or TABC in Teaneck or uh, where you Hafter in uh, and the five towns that that kid from the, until you pick them up is supervised by a responsible young adult with who has supervision who on top of that has supervision. Look, Ari Katz is very dedicated because Ari Katz knew that if he stayed back today he'd have a better time, <laughs> but he still went on the trip with the kids. That's, so, and, way, and that's without any legalism. That's one hundred percent the case. He's right. Ari is everything to everyone, and uh, the reality is he could have taken the day off, not just stay back here, he could have taken the day off, but instead, you know, accompany the entire camp to make sure everything runs smoothly when they're at uh, Six Flags. We pre-screen things there to know what the kids can eat, can eat. We uh, advise the division heads and head counselors, or by the division heads, or by the counselors, so they're really, they're all, every kid goes where, and you're not allowed, my son, 
came terrified to me last night. He needs his Camp Masora shirt, which now that he's also uh, he's uh, he's on the team program, so but he's also in the Como leagues and he plays on the staff team. So he has, he has right. no, so he has one T-shirt which Ari Katz always makes him wear when every time he leaves camp. So uh, you know, right after the nine days, he had no shirt, so he's scrounging through his laundry trying to figure out how to. You know, he I think he. He cleaned it the yeshiva way. Remember how long yeshiva used to, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, guard, right guard was the... So uh, yep. today, every kid had to be in the camp. point is, every kid had to be in their camp t-shirt, so they're identifiable. Everyone has walkie-talkies and cell phones, yep. so they're 100% taken care of. Maybe both of you, Ari Bixen and Mark, can, can find the right word. You know, Ari is certainly not a micromanager. He empowers his staff. We have done so much training you know, throughout the whole winter with our monthly meetings with our entire you know, upper administration. He's phenomenal in terms of, uh, of being that administrator. But he's not a micromanager, and yet he knows what's going on everywhere, and he's so involved in making sure that everything goes well. Parents are calling up about things that he just stays on top of. And, and he's, he's incredible. He really is uh, extremely hands-on, very concerned, very involved, very, very reachable. Somehow he has, I think, 40 hours in a day. I don't know how he does it. It works fun. well, although like, I either either of you, I don't know the, the two of you. I guess on, oh, from between the, time, the two of them, from they May first, no, but no, but <laughs> between the two of them, you would think that you know you would think that that's how it would work. That one would uh, one would be on, one would be off. The the two of them are on. I would say, you know, really during the year, of course, there's the recruitment and the staff hiring and the maintaining of the facility. But I would say probably starting you know June first until September first, these guys just twenty four seven. You know what's also interesting, by the way, it just occurred to me as we're talking about Ari. Um, and the partnership between the two of you that um, I deal with partners and businesses all the time. And one of the things, I have no idea, and I don't want to know what goes on behind closed doors here, where you know what kind of furniture or glass is being broken. <laughs> but no. I've never had either one of you either say, I need to check with the other one, or come back to me, you know what, I checked with the other one and they disagreed with me, we're going to go in a different direction. Like what, whoever I ask a question to, I get an answer from, and that's the answer. So I, it's, I'm, it's I'm, I'm extraordinarily weird for you because Joseph. Maybe unless you're negotiating for no, money, no, it's well, different. I, I don't know, I am, but yeah. I am negotiating for it, but that's different. <laughs> but the uh, I, Joseph said it best the last week when he said, I'm, "My relationship with Ari is like a marriage." He said, I know when to step back. I know when to step forward. I know when we each need our space and we need our room. And I know when, you know, we need to uh, work together. And the truth is, you're right. Whatever goes behind behind closed doors, none of us would ever know. Uh, but the reality is that to the face of the camp, they're one unit, and it's not uh, pitted one against the other or they're trying to pit one against the other. Right, and it's even, always a cohesive. And, and even to people like us who definitely are more involved in the sausage making here at camp, it's still uh, yes, it's a great partnership. But I, it's a good point. It comes across, and beer. I think, to the kids <laughs> that you each have your roles and you partner when you partner and you do this and you have your barbecue and he has his barbecue and you have sausage and he has steak and it works out. Uh, We've been together now for five years and you can't be a director. Director and not and not be good at reading people and understanding people and we've also done that with each other so we kind of almost know what the other person is going to say and we we know when to consult each other and when we just go off and, and take care of things but behind closed doors it's it's really filled with with mutual respect and admiration for each other um, we certainly have very different philosophies I'm definitely more off the cuff and he's definitely more structured. And that that works well in, in right. this kind of camp setting because sometimes you need that spontaneous craziness and sometimes you need that that structure organization and 
we there's no really I don't think there's much of an ego to either one of us to to work off each other and to know what we both need to help this camp grow. It's not about us. It's really it's really not about us. It's it's about the campers and and um, and I hope I hope it's felt all the way down to uh, on every level here. Well, certainly for those of us who are at least peripherally involved, it's definitely felt. This is Mark Zamek. This is the Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Believe it or not, Joseph Stansky, it is time to wrap up this program. We're close to an hour in. You were worried about filling. Uh, really, you have forty-five minutes to talk. I don't know. How we're going to be able to go on for that long, but. Uh, you call it Thursday. For me, this is Arab visiting day, so I, I got to go, but I really did enjoy this. And Rabbi Bixen, thank you as always for being part of our, our camp and, and, and giving your, your time and your energy and, your, and your, your guidance to us. And, of course, Mark, thank you for everything you do for us both back at home throughout the year and, of course, during these next 72 hours of, of, of craziness to give these parents a great time. Is my air conditioning working, by the way? I need the air conditioning in a bathroom. If, if I re well, my bathroom have, would have been done. You can have both. I choose the air conditioning. I choose the air conditioning. I would suggest the bathroom. Yeah, I can always I can use the bathroom in the gym. It's close enough. By the way, I want to thank Joseph and Ari, but you know, Joseph for having us on staff, for having my wife and myself on staff, and also really for having our children and taking care of our children like really they're their own. Our children are staff members here, campers here. But, Mark, you know, I've invited Nachum a number of times, so now I'm going to invite you. Come down to Miami Beach, especially during Yeshiva you Break. You got it. We can I, broadcast I, from I have my tickets for Monday night. Yeah, that's this Monday night. I'm saying during the winter. Oh, you, tell me, you didn't tell me when to come. Come when I'm there. I'm flying it to Florida so Monday I, night. I, what do you want we, from we, me? We I'm doing what love, I can, I, I, On behalf of the Miami I Beach community. I saw you last time I was there. Yeah, I came I, to your I, office. You I came with your secretary. But I would like to invite, you know, J.M. and the A.M. He took me to the cheap place, not the expensive place. I paid for it. Did he put up my table? As a matter of fact. But I do want to invite J.M. and the A.M. to come down to Miami Beach during the winter. Oh, he comes down occasionally to broadcast. To North Miami. You should talk no, to Miriam. North Miami Beach. That's no, but the next day, you can do it the next day. You should talk to Miriam. What? So I, talk to put, the... Put not the boss people, anymore. So put me in touch with your people. Mary Wallach's in charge. But Everybody I, knows this. We want you to, we'd want. we love to have you come down. <laughs> anyway, Guys, I'm out of here. Thank you very much for tuning into this Stun Show. Mark Zomick here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Stay tuned for the best available programming. I think Charlie Harari is coming up next. He did a great show on uh, Tisha B'Av that I know everybody listened to. I'll be back at another time. And you could listen to the stream. Of course, there's great music coming up. The nine days are over. It's time to listen to music. Mark Zamek, Nachum Siegel Network. See you next time. <laughs>